a house civis broadcasting. Hello and welcome to today's broadcasting of a Chronicle of Echoes. Today is the 6th of Aerith, 997, and we've got an exciting show for you. I'm your host, Silas DeCivis. And I'm Luffy Haskell DeCivis. And it is wonderful to be here today in studio. It is unbearably cold out there. I hope everyone is spending their time bundling up and trying to stay as warm as possible. I know the hike up the towers today was just unbearable. I have to agree. I mean, I poor Meeps is trying to take care of all of the coats that I had to bring in. Uh, it's amazing that he has done that, although I feel as though it may be a little too warm in here. Uh, Meeps, would you please, if you would just bring it down a bit. Which is something I really like about the new studio, which we'll talk about in a bit, but those prestidigitation stones are just amazing. They are. They, they do a lot, uh, and I'm glad to see that we've incorporated a lot more into the studio. Mm-hmm. This was a very bare-bones operation, but now that we are getting a bigger facility, that'll be something that we touch on later on in the broadcasting. news uh, ties in actually with uh, today's topic. Lord Georgian Irborin has recently returned from his exile in Stormreach to celebrate the deeds of his daughter at this month's Tain Gala. Oh, that'll be exciting. Yeah. She's expected to be a guest of honor. You know, Lord Irborin has been in Stormreach uh, since before the last war ended, focusing on his poetry. So it's very interesting uh, that he's coming back now. Is that is his poetry a thing you're familiar with? Uh, I've read some of it. It's a little on the, um, how do I say this kindly, Silas? You know what? We'll touch on that if we see him at the next Tain Gala. If we get invited, we're here's hoping. If anyone is listening out there who can make a push for us to be at the next Tain Gala, please let us know. We would love to arrive. I know that I've been looking for an opportunity to branch out more and get into the higher society here in Sharn and get to meet some interesting and fascinating people outside of the house. And I'm sure Luffy feels the same way. I, I know you've got dresses that you've wanted to try out. Oh, entirely. Uh, however, I have been much more... Um... Involved with the community outside of the house. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much shackled to the house. They don't let me go far. Uh, speaking of houses, uh, there is a uh, thing I'd like to mention very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a tavern that I frequent in the middle district here, and it is called the Gilded Glidewing. It is an absolutely beautiful halfling tavern. They would like to be an official House Galanda establishment. And they haven't heard back yet, so I told them, as long as the drinks were free, I would mention that now. That sounds about right for you, Silas. Well, I'm doing my best to, as you said, reach out within the community. You are very, very generous, Silas. Uh, If we're touching on uh, companies here in Sharn, I recently got this lovely set of boots from a stall at the bazaar in Middle Dura. Uh, owned by a wonderful gentleman named Boots. 
Uh, so Boots, if you're listening, uh, I love your shop and I hope that everybody comes to visit you because you genuinely make the most comfortable shoes I have worn in a very long time. And how did you find out about Boot Shop? Oh, uh, I'm part of a reading group with uh, Lily Wick, uh, who is uh, good friends with, uh, better than friends with, from what I assume, uh, Boots. And so I uh, visited his stall and got some good boots. Well, that is wonderful. If anyone has suggestions for where I can get things for a reasonable price, please let me know. So Silas, you have a few news articles for us? I do indeed. Uh, A few more things to touch on before we move on to our guest. Uh, The first of which is that Victor St. Domain did recover the item, which was a diamond-studded silver basilisk. And according to all reports at this moment in time, Victor St. Domain did return that pretty promptly, and I'm sure House Madani will be very excited to have that back. I disagree. I would imagine they would be rather upset. Why, Why upset? Because they weren't able to find it first. Well, I mean, that's why we have Inquisitives, like Victor St. Domain. Or, better yet, uh, like Abraxas Wren. Abraxas, if you are listening, please reach out to me. I would love to hang out sometime. Are you lonely, Silas? Uh, no, no, not at all. I'm just trying to engage more with our community. Uh, now that we are trying for more outreach, we have uh, done some formative outreach, and I would like to do my best to just... So uh, how how nice about to the people? How about the snows here in uh, here in Greywall that I'm looking at? Uh, I have heard that as well from the Shard Inquisitive. I did mm-hmm. read that today in the broadsheet uh, that this has been an unseasonably cold year, and that a snowstorm has dropped nearly four feet of snow on the Greywall passes. Mm. Yeah, it's rendering travel almost completely impossible to the west. But that will be good for the occasional raiders that we've seen from orc and ogres coming in from that side. But I, I would like, uh, you know, to note that it does mean that we may have to delay the mayor of Greywall, who we're hoping to have come in. Uh, I was really excited to have him come in. But we haven't seen snows like this in the Greywall Mountains since 988 YK. During that time, the snows actually cut off the mountains completely and made them completely impassable as they are now. Uh, many Western Braylanders maintain that House Lyrander was paid to augment the snowstorms this year by the Brelish Crown, which wanted a respite from attacks by marauders from Drome. But both the Brelish Crown and House representatives dismiss such speculation as typical wartime rumors. Incursions from Droam, while more sporadic than they were in the last few years of during the last war, have been a thorn in the side of Braylon's army's western command recently. So hopefully these snowstorms will make a bit of a difference there. Now, uh, typically uh, we would have uh, a Luffy's advice corner, uh, but I just haven't gotten any questions lately. So please remember to send in your questions. Instead of a question, I did get, I'm really excited about this, I did get a comment from somebody who sent in a message earlier. Now it reads, thank you, Aloofy. I told my boyfriend the truth and now he's my fiance. Oh, this is the uh, the person um, oh, it, it was our changeling friend, the one who wrote in for advice? Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, well, I Perhaps changeling. Uh, that that just mean, must be how I wrote, read the... Because they could have been... Under polymorph. You know what? I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Or... Disguise. There's there's a lot of options. You're right. Or or 
they might have just been undergoing a transition from male to female. Um, anyway, she says, we're getting married in Drivago next year. If it's okay, I want to invite you. Oh, and there's uh, contact details. Uh, signed, Faya, soon-to-be Ircanis. Oh. oh. Oh, wow. What, what, a, what a fantastic marriage there. Uh, hopefully we'll get to go. So, uh, Bachelors of Sharn, uh, Luffy's looking for a plus one. Oh, I thought it was implied that I would be going with you, as it was I who read the question. Oh. Uh, okay. Okay, um, Silas, would you like to talk about our new... Our new, our new facility? I, yes. I'd be delighted. Uh, so we are moving to a more secure location here in Charn. We're moving to a bigger facility that'll have uh, many more options for us. We'll, we'll get a bigger recording studio so we can have more guests in at a time. We'll also be setting up a special sponsors section of the station so that way people can come on pitching their different products that they have and then we, we will have uh, the ability to remotely broadcast that in. And then, of course, also we are looking to expand as well. Uh, we're, we're trying some different content, and we are pairing with Kevin Capona uh, at the request of uh, Kevin Capona. He made a sizable donation to the new facility, and we have very few options but to work with him on that project. We are also working with the uh, House Farleyan Historical Players with an exciting new uh, Echoer drama, which I will have some information posted about that next to all of the Echoers. I'd like to get your input on what you think we should do with that. I think we'll go into more detail about the new facility as we move, mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll do our first broadcast from there in, I believe, two weeks' time. Now we'd like to take a moment to thank everybody who's listening in to this evening's Echo. I'd also like to remind everything that it's really easy to get in contact with Silas, Meeps, or myself. Should you want to send us a letter or an Aloofy's Advice Corner question, anything like that. First, you can always send us a gnome mail at Station at gmail.com. Uh, next, you can go to our special community center at civisechoerstation.com to get more information on our segments, leave comments, and send us messages. And finally, you can use those comment pads next to every Echo device and leave us a comment, question, or concern. I personally love it when people do little hearts or thumbs up or smiley faces. Uh, please do not draw inappropriate images on those comment pads. I'm a little concerned about that as well. It seemed like during the wild night, people kept sending us eggplants, and I don't know if that's they want us to do a recipe. You have to elaborate. Just crawling an eggplant doesn't help anyone. You can also speak with our subscribe, uh, and they'll keep you up to date with the broadcastings each week. And remember that our subscribe at the end of every evening grabs all of those comments that you have left. They're brought directly to us, and we will read them here. We are uh, also accepting patrons. Um, we have a Patreon account set up through House Kundarak. Citizens of Sharn can donate to keep this show on the air pathways. We'd also like to extend our deep and heartfelt gratitude to our very first patron, Steve C. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Steve. 
Uh, I have seen that you've reached out in the comments, and we, we want you to know that you are heard. After this short musical break, we are going to be speaking with Florentia Martel, the owner of the Twinkle in Your Eye studio here in Charn. Well, that'll be an exciting time. Don't you, Silas? I would have to agree. Uh, the problem is that it gets stuck in the brain sometimes, and then 3 a.m. I'll just be sitting there going, oh no. I've done that one before. Uh, so we are joined here uh, today by Florentia Martel, the owner and proprietor of the Twinkle in Your Eye studio. Welcome, Miss Martel. A pleasure for you, I'm sure. It definitely is, yes. Absolutely. We're we excited to be here. So you specialize in Ondarian art. Uh, would you tell us a little bit more about your art in particular? Oh, I'm so glad that you asked. So my art in particular uh, uses a lot of enchanted pigments to really draw your eye in, create a little bit of movement, like you look at it and you think of movement in the grass and laying in the fields, feeling peace. I know that I've uh, rather enjoyed uh, Ondarian art before because, especially with those glimmered pigments, it really looks like the the canvas itself is moving, and you can almost feel a breeze coming off of it. I've actually been working on that. That's that's going to be my new endeavor. Oh, really? Little little bit of a, a four dimensional experience, if you know what I mean. Interesting. I I do not. I'm I'm. Uh, afraid I'm I'm in a different camp here when it comes particularly to Undarian art. I uh, do not get it. Uh, what what art do you particularly enjoy? I'm not really an art guy in particular, but um, you, you see the movement in the grass, and I do see the movement in the grass as well. But I I can tell, and it's an illusion. So I guess I, I just don't get it. Now, uh, before we go any further. Um, who is this cutie? Oh, are you referring to my, uh, my small blink dog? Yeah, your miniature, can I, can I pet him? Um, if, I don't think she'll bite. I'm gonna respectfully decline on petting. I, I've had She, isn't many, she just delightful, highest pedigree? I've had too many bad experiences that here. That jingling in the booth. is what I've been hearing all, like, this whole I time. I thought it was, uh, like a ringing, uh, from, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, you were speaking about the uh, the kind of 4D effect. Mm -hmm. um, I am aware that you have displayed some of uh, Lord Ear Kapoor's art in your in your studio. 
Um, yes. And he, he is, that is something that he's been trying to replicate as well. Mm-hmm. I just, it's so delightful. Like, just the, the metallic nature of his work, just the reflection of yourself and how you view the world around you, the distortion, uh, just the finest thing I have seen of this generation. I, I really cannot stop talking about it enough. He recently came into this pigment, almost like a void. It Wonderful, beautiful, I've never seen anything like it. There seems to be a bit of an argument over his rights over it, which I don't, I don't know. It, I feel like it's a little bit pish posh, just let the man have his paint, really. Um, yes, well, uh, he, he was the one who did the painting uh, rendition of... Stemple is his last name. I, I can't remember. <sighs> Don't. We, the, the, we the never, druid. we never, never bring up this, that name. Uh, Mr. Stemple, um, he's the one who does the, uh, the flower art. He's a, he's a druid from the Eldine Reaches. Uh, again, I just don't get that one either. You, you know, that's perfectly fine. You don't need to. You don't need to get that. It's perfectly fine if we just simply not I mean, talk about it. It is interesting how they weave the no. canvas no, it's not. and the frame all together, and, mm-hmm. and then they interweave the They use the their, their druid the, craft the, the, the to, to make the flowers, and then from far away it looks like a face or a landscape. Everyone it's... says that they can see that. I never get that. I but always I mean, get have you a... ever looked at them up close? It's just a mess, an absolute mess. If you're going to create something, you want it to be beautiful in all facets. It's... Simply, it simply can't be. No, no. Well, you are definitely the expert in this room. Something that we are familiar with most is Braillish art. Can you uh, describe to us the, the difference between uh, Ondarian art and, and, and the way the, the Braillish do it? Um, well, the Braillish, they, they have sort of the right idea, but it's kind of, it kind of falls flat. It's, it's very, um, two-dimensional, um, which is where I kind of struggle to, uh, understand. You see, Ondarians, we proud ourselves upon being very realistic, very bringing of life, um, it's the right way to do things, really. They just flatten it, and it's it's not particularly beautiful, um, in my opinion. <laughs> in my opinion, of course. Just a brief question here. It's it's tickling at the back of my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you said that the ultra-realistic is the way to go. When yes. I can see your, your point there. Again, I do not understand Ondarian art, um, but how did you become the expert? How? Yes, because you mentioned you are the expert, so I figured I would. I would. Why is Undarian better than Braillish? <laughs> I'm honestly going to pretend. I, you know, I'm not even going to pretend. I can't believe you've asked this question, really. But then again, you said you weren't weren't an expert, so I'll just pardon your ignorance. For now. Uh, well, I mean, it's not that I don't enjoy art pieces. I'm just specifically not a fan of certain art pieces. I really enjoy the art of the Talenta Plains. I have a war mask that I have had on my wall in my office for some time. Aren't you supposed to burn those? I came into possession of I it. wish. You have somebody's soul on your wall. It was a gift from a friend. 
And I will not be burning that. How barbaric. Well, then you at least have to acknowledge that Kreef uh, Lamech is a beautiful art style and one I absolutely understand. It's not an abstract concept. It's not trying to be too much. It does big, grandiose ideas, whereas I feel like the Undarian tries to go too realistic. How else do we experience life? Through, re- through obviously, the realism. We're trying to depict life as we live it. Why would you want to flatten and get rid of the experience of life? It gives rid of all meaning. I've already lived life. I, I can't imagine going through a second time and trying to do it all again. I really enjoy a lot of the more abstract, especially the Cree Flamic, because it presents grandiose images and things that aren't real, and that symbolism is really nice to take in and enjoy. It's not grass. It's not grass. Yes, but the grass means more than just grass. It represents your childhood. It represents all the peaceful times with your sweetheart, just talking about nothing. It's more than that. It represents grazing fields for cattle is what it represents. I will agree to disagree with your opinion. Uh, I will jump in here. Uh, You're talking about grandiose statements. Um, Now, I know that I've been to the studios in the lower portions of Sharn recently, particularly in uh, Malian's Gate. Dakani art, goblins, have been producing more and more paintings, and uh, they've actually been growing in popularity here in Sharn. Well, I think that's wonderful. It is wonderful to see, especially that type of art. As I said, I really enjoy the Talenta Plains, and some of the pieces that I've gotten from Zenderic are also absolutely breathtaking. I mean, I guess it's wonderful if you think gauche is wonderful. Gauche, what do you mean? Yeah, I don't know what that is. Have you ever seen goblin art in the light? It is absolutely dreadful, very barbaric, does not, not beautiful on the eyes, period. And they hide their art in the dark. For one thing, that's just such a example of fake humility. Whatever. We all know that you want to show what you've done. You don't have to pretend like you need to hide it. Although, not that I'm saying that they should be showing it. But... I I was under the impression that goblin art was in the dark because art fared better in the dark. Uh, That light is naturally destroying two different pigments. And so they kept it in the dark. No, it's it's because goblins uh, have dark vision, naturally. So that's why a lot of their clothes are also rather hideous colors uh, in the daylight. Uh, but if you see them using dark vision, uh, they stand out rather well. I don't know where I heard about the, the, the difference in pigments and light. Yeah, type. that doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah. It really doesn't. Light destroying, like, what are you gonna, what are you gonna say that paper is naturally acidic or something, and it dissolves itself? You, you really aren't making any sense, darling. Um, uh, Adar, 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 Adar has art that I really enjoy. I've received uh, a couple of pieces from there. I, I have a letter opener on my desk that is a beautiful quality, handcrafted, and they incorporate it into useful items. I feel like that that may be a much better route than, again, the 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 Undarian approach. It feels that you have an item, and then you take it and you make it even more beautiful, as opposed to taking realism and trying to tame it. I suppose. Uh, the Tashana Tundra. 
I have a handful of family members who have asked me, um, since I'm in Sharn and have the ability to uh, really get in close with adventure or stuff like that to acquire art from the Toshana Tundra. Because I guess a lot of people in Zalargo are just eating this stuff up. Uh, how, how do you feel about the idea of, you know, animal sculptures and objects, essentially, being treated as art in Corvair? You know, for for such a primitive culture that they have, um, they their works are quite beautiful. I don't understand it myself how how that is all possible, but that's besides the point. Their exactness of their uh, their anatomy and proportion is unparalleled, I believe. Really, in a way, parallels what we um, Ondarians believe in art, and it could it could be improved upon. I believe, but everything can be improved upon in some ways. Uh, now, sometimes. is it is it made of ice? Is it is it just big ice sculptures? No, no. Uh, typically, it's you know like whalebone oh, uh, yeah. sculpture, antlers, oh. ivory. Oh, yeah. Um, but also a lot different of image in my head. <laughs> just ice sculptures. I thought, and I, I was feel like you know what you're, you're giving me ideas. I do. I appreciate that. I must incorporate ice uh, in my next know work. That there is uh, an ice that does not melt. Uh, it is. It is not susceptible to. But mm, I keep don't. Going, it, keep it's, going. It's, it's, it's a more rare material. Mm. Where do you find? Where do you find this? Material? Generally, in a, in a bucket in my office, uh, right next to the sketch. Continuing on from uh, different odd art artworks, uh, specifically here in Sharn, have you seen Warforged doing art? I find it rather intriguing. I want to know more about the, uh, what's the word I want to use? The the heart behind it, the, the meaning. You, you go and ask a Warforged, and of course they really only give you a straight answer, and I know there has to be more to it. There has to be. I just, I haven't figured it out yet. I have seen a handful of pieces, and it's its really, there's a studio, a gallery. They have a handful of Warforged paintings. Mm. And you have something that is very lifelike, almost as if I am actually looking at a real person. You can see the pores on their nose, the mm. sweat from their brow, right next to something that's almost uh, next to something that is more abstract than even Cree Flamic art. And and so it's very, very, the two different... I mean, they, they are a um, newer race, so they are still yet to come into their own styles. Um, but I'm sure once they uh, realize their full potential, we'll definitely see much more inspiring pieces than even they're bringing out now, really. Well, couldn't it be that the Warforged are inspired and taking influence from the nations that they represented during the last war as opposed to it being a racial thing? Entirely. Because you just described Undarian art and said Warforged are doing that, and then you described it more abstract, and I just feel like we're kind of shoehorning in that all Warforged are doing these two types of art. Well, no, I, I'm just saying that that's typically what I, I tend to see when I've gone to these these different uh, art studios, uh, you know, by myself. Florentia. Mm-hmm. So did you spend any time in Stormreach? 
I know a lot of artists escaped to Stormreach, where the war couldn't touch them nearly as hard, to continue on their arts, uh, similar to Lord Irborin. A little bit. I, um, the scene there is very, um, it's very positive towards artistic growth, but it, um, didn't sit with me well for too long. It was a little too accepting, um, in my personal opinion. Uh, but I found that as I could just retreat to myself. Now, uh, when you were there in Stormreach and you perused the galleries, mm-hmm. what, was there any particular piece that just absolutely offended you? This is something that you just couldn't stand to look at. Um, well... There was a piece, um, very, very gaudy, just collars everywhere, I, splatters, and I don't even understand what the message was behind it, really. It wasn't anything, it just was there. Like, somebody just sprayed paint all over a canvas? Essentially. Florentia Martel, I would like to thank you so much for being on, uh tonight's echo. Uh, Yes, thank you so much for coming in. Again, I'm sure it was a pleasure for you both. So that's it for tonight's echo. I hope you all have a wonderful far, and don't forget to listen out for those echoes of hope.